and welcome to King's Court Podcast. Do you know, as a believer, you carry the fragrance of Christ? Holy Spirit has placed his seal of ownership on us and we are marked as people who belong to Almighty God. In chapter 4 of Luke's Gospel, Jesus preaches his first sermon as he reads from the book of Isaiah. 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, Isaiah penned these words. In the 61st chapter of Isaiah, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to announce freedom and the day of vengeance of our God, to give beauty instead of ashes, joy instead of sadness, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will display the Lord's splendor and rebuild ancient ruins, restore and renew places long devastated. Holy Spirit oftentimes confirms to me an area he wants me to study. For a few years, he has been highlighting to me the theme of separation. I had no idea at the time the far-reaching implications of this study for me, and honestly, I have only just touched the surface of all he is teaching me. I believe we as his church are being prepared for his second coming, and as such, we are seeing signs confirming this. The sifting or separating of those who belong to him and those who don't will become more and more evident in the years ahead of us. The high places of Satan will come down by God's power and the prayers of his saints as we petition heaven for God's glory and power to invade the earth. Listen to what God says about the high places of idol worship from Deuteronomy chapter 12. Destroy completely all the high places where the nations you are dispossessing worship their gods, break down their altars, burn their Asherah poles, and cut down the idols of their gods. In the day and age we are living in, it is not enough for professing Christians to not partake of those things the world does, but we must pray to see God's power destroy these things that are pervading our world everywhere we look. There are things we can do daily to keep ourselves in the posture of humility. As we humble ourselves before Almighty God, His power will work in and through us. Prayer, repentance, worship, time and quiet with the Lord. 
using our gifts for his kingdom, reading the word, and fellowship with other believers. Let me take a moment to talk about our gifts, spiritual gifts. I enjoy operating in the gifts, but I like, I should say I love, the giver of the gifts more than the gifts themselves. When we study the life of Solomon, we see a man who had very real flaws, just like all of us. However, he had a love for power and privilege, women, horses, and chariots. He violated God's instructions. And because of his love for chariots, this showed his reliance on the strength of his own armies instead of God. That in itself is idolatry. As culture continues to invade the church, we must sound the alarm and ask ourselves, are we so well adjusted to the present culture that it is even difficult to distinguish us from the world? John the Revelator talked about this in the final book of the Bible. He addresses the lukewarm church in Revelation chapter 3. As God's people, we are called to be set apart so we grow into maturity and not align ourselves to the whims and changing standards of the world. One of the most influential prophets of modern time was Watchman Nee. His writings are profound and his understanding of the Word of God very enlightening. He became a Christian in his teens in China during the Communist Revolution. He spoke boldly to his classmates about Jesus and many were converted to faith in Christ. His mother changed his name to Watchman to announce his calling. He was raised in the Methodist Church and throughout his ministry he planted many churches, preached and published books, which later filled 62 volumes. His impact in spreading the gospel in China was incredible. However, he suffered from hunger, tuberculosis and heart disease. In 1956, he was arrested and imprisoned till his death in 1972. Like the Apostle Paul, his call required much from him. The modern megachurch movement rarely calls upon their members to die to their flesh, take up their cross and follow Christ. For this, we must all repent and cry out for God's mercy. Our culture loves the good life, pleasure, and the things that come with that. Sadly, this has come into the church. Rarely, if ever, do we hear modesty or self-denial preached. This, to me, is an indication of how far we have strayed. In an era of Facebook, followers and likes, 
and the constant commentary. Popularity has become an indication of success and is in actuality an idol. A spirit of competition has invaded the church. And counting how many people fill the seats has become a barometer of success or failure by some. I use this all to open my own eyes to the inclination of my own heart. When we substitute anything for God's place in our lives, we are in fact trying to quench our spiritual thirst for things that cannot hold water. As I get older, I realize how important it is in whose company I am in. Frankly, I am tired of people who are always playing games and have come to value straightforward people. Our culture has become increasingly performance oriented and very superficial. As Christians, we have to resist these messages culture is sending us and remember that our worth is not in what we do, but in whose we are. Jesus is our example, and God is looking for people with the right attitude. We don't earn God's love. We don't earn his blessings, and he wants us to know who we are. The older I get, the more I realize how far I have to grow. Listen to the words of Susie Larson in her book, Your Powerful Prayers. He is who he says he is. When John the Baptist sat in prison, he most likely knew what was coming. I am sure he battled discouragement, doubt and fear, even despair. Imagine, just for a moment, one of the greatest men who ever lived, with a weary heart and soul, desperate for a reminder of who Jesus said he was. Jesus sent word to the disciples asking if he indeed was the Messiah or if they should keep looking for someone else. Jesus answered this way, go and tell John the things you have seen and heard that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Jesus' answer to John's question is filled with compassion and mixed with some caution. When we as believers live in that in-between place of unanswered prayers, we can become focused on our own divided heart and unmet desires. As we forget our history with God and that he has never failed us in the past. Even though culture seems to be imploding all around us and evil is on the rise, if we look too long at all of this, we can derail ourselves. Every single day, we are faced with options, judgment or mercy, striving or surrender, pride or humility, honor 
or dishonor. Let's choose God's ways over ours. Thanks for joining me today. Till next time, this is Nicole from King's Court Podcast.